Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 15. Here's Pastor Ryan. All loss, he says, guys. His past, everything. And to be a Christian, Jesus said we are to follow him, to take up our cross, to deny ourselves and follow him. And that's what Paul says. My old life is, is you know what? And you think about the old life. Was it the parties? Was it the, was it the, the, the immorality? Maybe violence? Whatever we all come from. When we come to Christ and you think, well, I don't do those things anymore. Well, that's great, but that's not necessarily what the Bible talks about in dying to yourself. It talks about your will. See, when you were in the world and you did all those evil things, you were doing your will. Now you're just cleaned up, but you're still doing your will because there's no availability. You just want accessibility. Many Christians are still holding on to their lives. Whatever is comfortable for them, whatever is familiar, whatever is convenient. Jesus in John 12, verse 24 through 26 says this, Most assuredly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him, my father, will honor. There's just nothing better than for our king to see you and I serving. There's just nothing better. I believe when we're serving others, uh, God is well pleased. When we are serving others. Now listen, as a pastor of this church, we have a house here. This is our Jerusalem. It's God's house. It's your house. It's your church. Keep an ear out for the needs here. I told the guys yesterday, either I'm a pastor or I'm not a pastor. Either I'm called by God or I'm not called by God. If you think I'm not called by God, what are you doing here? But if you think I'm called by God and I'm telling you something biblical, please take it as from the Lord. This church needs help in children's ministry. This church needs help in youth. This church needs help in ushering, in security, in a lot of things. The prayer room should be packed out. You know, just pray about how God can use you. Not in that church up the street. Not in that church up the street. Not at the community center. Not, you know what, the poor, he said, you'll have with you always. But me, you will not always have. Don't ignore the calls for your own church. Don't ignore Jerusalem and go try to save the world and say, that's how I serve the Lord. That's the equivalent of me saying, like my my children and my wife wanting food at the table and me saying, ah, I'm going to go feed down the street somebody. That's my service to the Lord. What's in front of your nose? Where has God brought? This house needs help. So pray about it. Be encouraged. Don't be discouraged. Be encouraged because he loves it. He calls the church his bride. He said, Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep. Peter, if you love me, tend to my sheep. Peter, if you love me, my lambs are right here. You know, so in Mark chapter 10, verse 28, 
Peter said to him, See, Lord, we have left all and followed you. So Jesus answered and said, Surely I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. Do you see, you can't read the gospels without getting upset if you don't want to, if you want to do your own thing. Or being convicted. You know what I mean? It's his word. It's not mine. That, this is why I, pre- you know what, man? I, I get it. People go to, to church. People are looking today for churches. Please, enough with the Jesus stuff. Enough with his words. We don't need to hear about sacrifice, the cross, and repentance. More songs, please. And keep it easy. That's not, that's not who we are. We love God and his word. I want to be challenged. I want to be convicted. I want to look in the mirror with the word of God and say, I should change some things. I I do kind of give them scraps. I should give them more. I am kind of telling my Lord when I'll serve him. To me, I don't understand that. He saved me from the pit of hell. I don't understand that. Whatever he wants me to do, I'll do. And I didn't roll out of being saved and say, this is what I want to do. I want to be behind a pulpit and preaching. As if. I was just willing to do whatever because I got saved. Whatever. Whatever you want me to do. And, And that, everyone he talked to, he is beckoning people, follow me and do my will. And all of them were told what his will was eventually, wasn't it? It wasn't like they all followed him and then Peter's like, I'm going to do this. And John and James are like, I'm going to do this. And this is what I like to do. And, and you know, and what it, what it, what it, what did, uh, the Lord say about Peter? When, you know, when you were young, you went wherever you wanted to go. But when you're older, they're going to bind you and take you where you don't want to go. And you know what? I lived my own life telling Ryan where Ryan wants to go. You know what I'm saying? When I was in the world, I did whatever I wanted to do. I was the boss of me. I woke up when I wanted to. I ate when I wanted to. I partied when I wanted to. I went here. I went there when I wanted to. Now I belong to Christ. And there are many who are just doing the same thing. Just cleaned up. But I still do when and where. And I will tell you when and where. And nowhere in scripture does is that is that kosher. It just isn't. It's... We belong to him. Your personality and your gifts are irrelevant. Peter, if you love me, here's what you're going to do. You're going to feed my sheep. Woo! You know what I mean? So, I love you guys very much. I don't, yeah, you know, I love you. God is good. So anyways, he says, I die daily. If in the manner of men, I have fought with beasts at Ephesus. What advantage is it to me if the dead do not rise? Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die, which was a famous Epicurean philosophy that says, just live for pleasure. And Paul is saying this, if there's no resurrection, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then we might as well just live for pleasures, do our own thing. What makes you happy, just do it. If he doesn't rise, if he he wasn't raised, but he did rise 
He is resurrected. So then why do some Christians just live for their pleasures and just do whatever they want? Do they believe in the resurrection? You do? Then are you surrendering your life and saying, because I do believe that I can see the Lord today if I die or if the rapture comes, because I, I believe I will see him today, I'm going to live differently. I'm going to see how I can serve him. He gave me two arms, two legs, eyes, ears to hear. How can I serve him? Just a little bit. What changes do I have to make in order to serve him? Having that kind of mentality will bless your life. In 1 John, in, 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 in John's epistle, the, his first epistle, chapter 3, verses 2 and 3, this is what he says. He says, Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he, Jesus, is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. You see, John the Beloved says, we are going to see him as he is. We are going to be transformed into our new bodies one day. And he who believes this purifies himself just as Jesus is pure. And that's why he says in the parables, he says to the minas and the talents, what have you been doing? 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 And, and you know, you know the story. The ones that were doing stuff, he's like, right on. The ones that weren't, it wasn't good. So, be blessed and see how you can help. You know, uh, he blesses, like he told Peter, because you have sacrificed and served me, you're going to have children, you're going to have parents, you're going to have lands, you're going to have houses. And I look at all my brothers and sisters here, and I look at all of our children there. We, this is a wonderful big old family, and I come from a broken, messed up home, with a dad that left me at birth, and a mother who's disinterested. And now look at, I have a gang of mothers here, and a gang of fathers, and a gang of brothers. Because what he said, he meant, Ryan, if you just serve me, I'll give you those things that you've desired in your heart all of your life. I will bless you. And he has. Verse 33, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Awaken to righteousness and do not sin. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. That's truth. That's legit. We are who we hang with. When I came to Christ, as much as I loved my old homies, it took, I went from having a hundred homeboys to having none. You know, because I, I'm living a different life. They didn't want to change their life. And so they were a bad influence on me. So I had to separate myself because bad company corrupts good habits. And what Paul is saying here contextually is that these false teachers who are saying there's no resurrection, avoid them. Don't hang out with them. Don't let them in. Even as he said for the brothers and sisters who claim to be Christians who are living in sin, immorality, he says to the brothers and sisters 
Don't hang out with those who call themselves Christians and are living in sin. We all sin, but we shouldn't be practicing sin. And he said, for those who practice sin, avoid them. We still are who we hang with. You still see uh, the effects of, of, of when we choose, when we don't, when we fail to choose our friends carefully. As Christians, we should choose to choose our friends carefully, even within the body of Christ. It's amazing to me that you, that, that if, if, if you feel in your heart, perhaps you want to take it easy. If you feel in your heart, you kind of want to kind of be on the bench, kind of, Christian or half-stepping, if you, then I know the devil will hook you up with that brother and sister that who feels just the same way. Yeah, take it easy. You do enough for God. Take it easy. No, no, no. I want to hang out with brethren who tell me the truth. Blessed are the wounds of a friend. Tell me if I'm slacking off. Tell me if I'm just grumbling, grumbling and griping and being lazy. I need good friends in my life to tell me the truth. But God has been, he always takes you to higher places if you're faithful in the little things. You know, think, you know, and there are things that we don't want to do. I remember, you know, uh, going to Calvary Chapel, Bangor, Maine, and, and Pastor Ken has three services. We've always had one. And I thought to myself, uh, okay, I don't want to do three services, but here it is. First time going to do it. And the first one was at a, at a terrible time of 6.30 in the morning. You know what I mean? What do I do? Is that my, is that my flavor? Is that my gift? Is that what I want to do? No. But God loves me and he says, too bad, too sad. You belong to me. I'll give you the strength. You ready? Get to bed early. And that's how it rolls with the Lord. Then you go and you do three. And then, and then, and I had taught the day before at his men's conference. So I'm like, I never taught four times. And then he split the two on Saturday. So that's five times in two days. My brain's going to explode, but too bad. And he goes, and he saw a video of our church and he goes, man, you guys got to go to two services. We're like, no way, it's too hard. So now we're doing two. And it's a blessing. But like, so what I'm saying is that God built me up. He's building me up to be stronger, to endure, to be able to change my life in order to do the job. And so that's what happens when you serve the Lord. If you don't serve the Lord, there's no stretching like that. There's just stretching from your couch to the fridge, to the chips and back. You know, you got to like, you know, something outside of my comfort zone. Anyways, and so the brothers that you keep company with, I'm telling you, I, I we've seen it. Brothers who are, who are, who, you know, not this church. It's, it's, it's wimp, kind of wimpy, kind of, you know, complain about everything. They find each other and then they just, it's just. I want, to, I want to find the soldiers. I want to be around soldiers who love me, who exhort me, who encourage me. And I, we, as iron sharpens iron, it's like someone's iron and someone's wood. It ain't gonna, we need that guys who are iron, who has been tested by the Lord strong, who will tell you the truth. You know what? You're just basically living for yourself still, bro. Eee. Oh. Time to find another church. I'm with you. 
I'm with you where I'm not challenged, where there's no accountability, in and out, just like when I was a Catholic, in and out. I like that kind of church, no accountability. God forgive me, but it's true. It straight up is true. It straight up is true. Like that bulletin you have, don't, brothers, don't pretend you don't see there's a retreat on there for men. <laughs> and the worst is like, when is the men's breakfast? You're asking me? Seriously? You know, that's some good, isn't that good stuff? That's real. You know, if you want to be there, you'll be there. Like we told the men, you know, it's like, you know, if you read Hebrews 12 and it talks about since we have such a, such a, a, a cloud of witnesses in, in, in chapter 11, men who have been killed for God, because you have such a cloud of witness, witnesses, you know, don't lose heart in doing good, right? Uh, Jesus Christ endured the cross, right? Look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, lest you be discouraged. And he goes on to say, you have not resisted sin unto bloodshed. So if we want to know God's bar for being good tough, it's pretty high. I've done a lot for the Lord, but I haven't had a busted mouth for it where there's blood dripping down. And so I told the guys, look, standing here ushering, security, teaching the kids, is it really that hard? Hebrews 12 says, look to Jesus before you get discouraged that that's so hard. That's not work. Work is working the, the loading docks at the general hospital and the cold and standing out there. And, you know, think about the jobs that men do in our world, men and women do who just, these hard jobs. This is easy. But if you hang around brothers and say, no, I get you. It is hard. I mean, you walk from that door to here, then back. No, the bar is right here at Sweet Hills. And being with the men, that's who we are. Everyone who comes to the church who's new, join the club. This is the bar. We don't bring it down. If someone says, I have a, a bad boss, okay, we'll pray for you. But we ain't going to coddle you. We coddle babies in room one. <laughs> Anyways. Awake to righteousness and do not sin. For some do not have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. And that's knowledge of God. Isn't that knowledge of God? That is an insight to God's heart. I didn't know that about God. I didn't know that I can make excuses up. And, and see, what happens is keep good company. Some guys don't keep any company. So the company that they keep, Proverbs 18.1 says, He who isolates himself rages against all wise wisdom. So pretty soon you start believing your own lies because who do you fellowship with? Me, myself, and I and my Bible, and the Lord, sure. If you really fellowship with the Lord, you'd fellowship with the brethren. Think about that. Think about that. That's biblical. I'm not telling you something that's not biblical. And so you start believing your own doctrine. The doctrine of Ryan says, you know, I can go to church once a month, pay my tithes, so you better be quiet. I paid my tithes. You know what I mean? Like we, we just start mixing things up. What does the Bible say? Say, if you love God, the second greatest rule is love the brethren. 
as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. So, so that's what we were talking about yesterday. It, it is, it is, you must keep good company. Be around solid brothers who will tell you the truth. You need, you need to be around. You don't want to be around, then that's between you and the Lord. It's all good. Because God will always replace a brother or a sister who doesn't want to. There's, I've seen God do grace periods where just like, man, you know, and he'll give the desire that you wanted to the next person who will actually do it. I have seen people desire to do certain things in the church and they left. And then like the next week, what they desired, it became a ministry and someone else was doing it. And that's how the Lord works because he chases. If you read Hebrews 12, he says, do not despise, despise the chastening of the Lord. He, he does that. You have to serve the Lord. He says, strengthen the feeble knees and the hands that hang lame and serve the Lord because we have not resisted sin unto bloodshed. He's not asking you to, to bleed here at the church. Super easy stuff. It's a nice place too. Um, and so... But some will say, how are the dead raised up? Now, these super smart Greek philosophers, right? It's one of the education hubs of the world. They're God, uh, Paul calls them foolish because they can't recognize or perceive that when someone dies, they get a new body. They just, they, they, you know... They, they could not perceive that in all their wisdom. And so he says, foolish one, what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. And what you sow, you do not sow that body that shall be, but mere grain, perhaps wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body as he pleases and to each seed its own body. And so Paul takes them to the natural world. Seeds. We've seen it at the nursery. We've seen it at Home Depot or hardware stores. That rack you spin with all the packages of seed. The, all the seeds look the same, amen? But the outside of the package, it shows, hey, there's a picture of a cucumber. That little seed is going to turn into a cucumber somehow. And all the other vegetables and trees and plants. And that's what he's saying. Like The mystery of how a seed is planted, it dies, it germinates, it grows into something different. If that, if nature shows you that, that something becomes something else, then have some faith and have some imagination. When one dies in Christ, they get a new body that looks nothing like this. Kind of like a cucumber. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of animals, another of fish, and another of birds. There are also celestial bodies, that's the stars, the planets, the moon, the sun, terrestrial bodies, which is earthly inhabitants, animals, but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars. For one star differs from another star in glory. You know, the, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. And I, I, I just, if you want to know something about me, I'm one who really, 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 really loves stars and moon. I, I just love the heavens. I love to look. This morning I was out here before the sun came up and, 
and I can see the, the stars and the moon and the little red coming up from the east, from the sun. Then I saw San Jacinto to my right and all of God's creation reminds me of God's beauty, of God's creation, of God's strength and God's power. And the fact that we celebrate the resurrection during the spring, right, in April, right, March, April, it, it just speaks of life after death. So creation itself speaks of the glory of God and that's what he's saying here. So also is the resurrection of the dead, verse 42. The body is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't